Greetings, ladies and gents, and welcome to this latest version of uh, Tales, Tales from Outer Space, where I take an HFY story from somewhere around the internet and read it aloud for your enjoyment. All the relevant links are down below. Like, subscribe, and all that YouTube comf to help this video and channel grow. Anyways, as always, I hope that you enjoy. I would just like to thank the following tier 5 patrons and channel members for supporting the channel. Fallen Angel. Buzz Kennington, Data Magnet, and Bob the Dragon. Thank you again, and now on to the story. Humans are seen by the galaxy as an unnerving race that lives in the most hostile and eldritch region of the galaxy. Written by Ack1308. Did I ever tell you of the time I got invited to hell? I did once, you know. A sapient creature made of pure hellfire and radiation asked if I wanted to visit his home. Well, myself and the rest of the crew of the distant knowledge. Let me see if I can make you understand how problematic this would have been for us. This was a world where molten dihydrogen monoxide fell from the sky and pulled ocean-like most of the surface of the land. And there was an atmosphere made up of mainly oxygen-2 and nitrogen-2, so hot that it had been boiled into a vapor. Yes, vapor. I'm not making this up. Their planet is so close to their star that their life arose from carbon compounds, if you can believe it. Worse, they inhale these vaporized oxygen-2 and nitrogen-2 as the part of their life cycle. It turns my tentacles limp. Just thinking about it. I personally had trouble with the notion until I learned that their resting temperature is so high that they can melt the hydrogen monoxide at the touch, and in fact choose to ingest it on a regular basis. It makes up for the majority of the circulatory fluids. They do not consider the mineral so much as a transitory material, more usually seen in the molten state. So... If they breathe rock vapor and casually bathe, yes, bathe in molten lava, what, you might ask, do they actually build things out of? The answer to that scared two of our scientists so badly that they went puce for three whole cycles. You see, these hell creatures are able to easily work materials that are so far down the bottom of our periodic table that it is not even worth mentioning. They can create and utilize compounds containing iron and even titanium. I swear from the progenitors, I'm not making this up. I don't even want to think about the temperatures involved. Worse, their tables also include forbidden materials. More from them than we'd ever expected to understand. They're able to handle these materials without exploding. In fact... I am pretty sure that they had samples with them that would have spelled doom to our ship just by coming close to us. So, where did we meet these horror creatures? And how did we get out alive? I'm glad you asked. I was second assistant astrogation observer on the distant knowledge, investigating a yellow star system. A ferocious radiations of the horrifically active primary threatened to melt our hull and disrupt our systems, even from hundreds of millions of score away. In fact, we would not have come so close except that there was a gas giant on the verge of our safe limit that we could hide behind, 
if the exterior temperatures threatened to get too high. The gas giant, as predicted, had a very active magnetic field, but we were well shielded. All hell our engineers. So that was actually the least of our problems. It also had a small but significant ring somewhere. Nowhere near as impressive as the next one, but uh, it's still interesting. We were charging it, and I was calibrating our backup astrogation sensors when I got a proximity alarm. There had been a heat spike in our vicinity. Movement, we expected. That was a ring system with moons here and there. Heat was more of a problem. Our systems were handled the star's radiation, but a closer heat source could breach the hull and kill us without warning. I sounded the alarm, then turned the sensor that way. One of the pieces of the ring, a chunk of ferrous material which I had idly thought possessed an oddly regular appearance, was moving under its own thrust. Whatever it was using for propulsion sent my temperature gauges off the scale. We were just lucky that it was pointed away from us at the time. Even as I stared at the impossible readouts, the bridge crew reacted and moved us away a safe distance. The unknown object stopped moving when we evaded them. It was an inanimate object to be sure, but when I focused all the sensors I had onto it, I could clearly see signs of engineering work. If I were not much mistaken, it had sensors as well, and they would train on us. We paused then and stared at each other. Two ships from cultures previously unknown to one another, encountering each other around a planet that I was sure neither one of us hailed from. Where were they from, what they knew, what they had to say? I had no idea, but I wanted to know. Things got busy then. The scientists commandeered the sensors, searching every inch of the iron rock someone adopted for any clue of its origins or intentions. We probed it with careful analysis beams, hoping not to provoke it into attacking. Signals were sent along various frequencies. Scientists argued until they were green in the face over the material composition of the thing. Various alloys were impossible to create or work, so we had to be getting false readings. And then, one of the passive sensors picked up a signal originating from the iron rock, on a frequency that we could not only receive but also replicate. We decoded the signal, a simple numeric sequence. We sent an answer back. The excitement that permeated the distant knowledge was palpable. We were making first contact with a brand new culture. The first such thousand star cycles. Information began to flow back and forth in a stream that deepened and widened with each new understanding. I was pressed into service, receiving messages and passing them on, then recording them to send back. And then we got images, aligning them with the true color image of the gas giant, nicknamed Red Spot for the giant cloud formation, gave us a picture of what these people looked like. They actually looked pretty interesting. Bipedal, which wasn't totally unusual. Two limbs for ambulation, two for manipulation. Skin of a pinkish color that on you or me would indicate violent nausea, but was apparently normal for them. Extraneous growths on the front and top of the brain case, which was also not unusual. 
exterior coverings which suggested that they had imperfect internal temperature controls. We arranged for images to be sent back. I was one subject, and I was allowed to wear my graduate honor sash and show them our educational standards. It made me feel extremely strange to know that the alien eyes, alien minds, would be examining an image of me. To them, I would represent our species. And then came the most amazing message. They literally invited us to visit their planet. I mean, uh, you know how much of a trust thing that is. Even amongst the concordant, member states would spend tens of solar cycles feeding one another before revealing where their home planets were. But here, these people were literally saying, Would you like to come visit? Would we? Of course we would. Besides, we'd collected all the data we really needed from this gash giant system. Getting away from the horrifically violent yellow star would make us all a lot happier. In all honesty, we wondered what kind of shielding system the Iron Wrath had on board to let us just casually soak up the deadly radiation without suffering multiple system failures. Their drive thrust should really have been a clue there, but we were too excited to see it for what it was. So we asked them where would we be going, which star system was host to these new and exciting people. The answer stunned us all. This one right here. Accompanying the message, just to prove we hadn't misunderstood, we got an image of the star itself, with a sigil pointing at a tiny blue dot off to the side. That was their planet. That was their planet! As far as we were from the system's primary, that planet, we feverishly calculated, had to be at least 80% closer. It was cheerfully orbiting within the raging inferno of the solar energies, surviving a hellish radiation bath that would easily destroy distant knowledge 10 or 20 times over. And these people came from there. What were they made of? One of the scientists sent a message. We should have asked this sooner. Abandoned to the message was a request for the very information. In the meantime, we began collating the same data for the reply. You know what we got back? A resting temperature that would melt rocks. A circulatory system that amounted to molten lava. Vapor state oxygen and nitrogen as their very breath of life. They were from the very depths of hell and they had invited us to visit. All in innocence, of course, but that didn't change matters. We would never greet one another face to face, as it were. I would never get to breathe the same atmosphere as these youthful idiots whose images I had received and stared at. Friends, we would be allies even, but never close, never visiting. Well, until now... See, the distant knowledge is shipping out again next week, and I'm going with it. Some big brain amongst the scientists had an idea, and so we've decided to go back and see if we can make contact with them again. Each side is going to construct telepresence robots on the other side and visit by proxy in that way. It's going to be clunky and probably won't work nearly as well as they hope it will. But it's a proof concept. I've been tapped to run one of the robots on our side. I get to wear the suit. I get to walk with humans. Wish me luck. End of story. And that, my friends, concludes this video. I hope 
that you enjoyed, and if you do, please consider supporting the author, even by popping over and leaving a thumbs up or a nice comment, just to show your appreciation for the story. However, if you wish to support this channel, there are links down below which will help immensely. I will see you all in the next one, and until then, I hope that you have a fantastic day. Cheers.